you. Welcome to the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I am your host, Teresa Alexander Inman, board certified behavior analyst and infant toddler developmental specialist. Today, please, please, please welcome Ms. Nicole Thompson. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for having me on, Teresa. I'm super excited to get into this. Oh my gosh, me too. I mean, we tried before and we had some issues and thank you for your patience and, you know, give me another chance to do this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So first I want to tell people a little bit about you, Miss Nicole. Okay. Um, Nicole is a published, a published author whose testimony of deliverance from methamphetamines, gosh, my tongue is new today, addiction and, and the insanity of living that life is impacting the lives of everyone it touches. Her testimony of 16 years of freedom has brought healing, understanding, deliverance to many because of its simple gospel message, God's mercy and forgiveness. Currently, she travels and speaks on her book tour for, to, um, for Shades of Truth. I love that. Spreading hope everywhere she goes. Welcome, 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 Miss Nicole. Thank you. Right, so we're going to share some truth today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Actually, first, you know what? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, Shades, Shades of Truth? Okay. It's 50 Shades 50 of Truth. Shades. I'm sorry. Five, 50 zero. Shades of Truth. Yeah. No, you're totally okay. So um, the gist of it is that we live in a media-driven media world. And so often, I think things have shifted and changed so much over the past 20 years. But um, 20 years ago is when I found, sorry, I got to turn my phone off. 20 years ago is when I found myself caught up in addiction, mm -hmm. uh, methamphetamine. And there were things, thoughts, decisions that I can see looking back now as I've worked my recovery steps that were planted and watered through the media. For instance, the instant gratification and um, whether that be sleeping around as if there are no consequences to that and um, not, you know, just not thinking about the morning after and the emptiness you feel from all of those broken relationships, as well as the glorification of drugs. You know, we see in many gas stations now that there's marijuana and there is these vapes that our kids are getting a hold of and Instagram and Snapchat really over-sexualize and over-stimulate the minds of our youth, as well as our adults. I mean, you know, moms, wives, husbands that stay home and just do Netflix and chill nights and they veg out on hours and hours of shows that if we're honest, do not have wholesome family values. A lot of times we're finding that the parents are demeaned rebelliousness is being pushed on our adolescence, disobedience is being um, pushed and glorified. And so um, all of the things I struggled with, drugs, sex, rock and roll, uh, 20 years ago were being pushed. And that was before the swipe phones. That was before touch screens. That was before we started pacifying our five-year-olds with tablets mm -hmm. and um, trusting that they were not going to go into anything unwise and just blind faith 
in our children's obedience when God challenges us to be good stewards over the children and precious lives he's given us. And that means not always being the friend and sometimes pulling that parent card. And so, so that's what it talks about. It shares ways that the enemy planted seeds of pornography, homosexuality, drug use, instant gratification, and all of these different things into my life, which is where the 50 shades of truth made up of the words lies comes from. And um, then the restoration of my marriage, the training up of our children and launching my husband and I have nine children combined. We are a blended family. This December will make 24 years since we first said I do. Yes, God's been so good. But we've got 16 years with that marriage restored where we're not trying to do things as much our way as the biblical way that a family should be raised. And and not legalism, not laws, but love and grace and truth and just just living life to its best the way God intended. And so that's kind of what I share about. That's what I speak on. Wonderful. And I want to go a little deeper because I'm excited about this. Now, how does that start from the very beginning, you know, sharing these truths? So you have a baby. How do you start sharing the truth with a baby? Okay, absolutely. So, um, and, and, and again, this is my opinion, but it's backed by the Bible. So in the Bible, it says, um, teach these things in Deuteronomy, a couple of different places. It says, teach these truths to your children um, in the morning when you get up, at night when you lay down, when you sit down to eat, and when you walk along a pathway. So four times a day, they were instructing families to give their children insight, truth, godly wisdom. And so for me, when my kids witness a really... um, horrible situation. A friend at school is going through a divorce or they see something. It may be as simple as me telling my children, well, that's one of the reasons we have to be very intentional that we're equally yoked, that we find someone that believes the same things. Dating is not just for fun, but dating is for the mate of a lifelong partner. Um, It could be as simple as when there's a young baby, you know, three, four, they're old enough to to see the beauty of God's creation, you're driving and you're just talking about how gorgeous, look at the different skies. Every single day, we have a new and beautiful um, landscape to look at. And that's because God created that. You know, um, when we see a TV show, because now it's creeping into cartoons and Disney and all these other shows, if we see something, um, that is not biblically sound like a husband and wife, a family in love. We can say that's not God's best. Many people choose it. It doesn't make them bad people. That's not God's best because we don't want to raise our children to be bullies. We want our children to love everyone. And so I think that where Christians have gotten a bad name is they've either been on one side you know, screaming, turn or burn, which that's not, that's not God. That's not the God I serve. The God I serve is full of love and mercy and compassion. Um, Or they're at the other side. Oh, just do what feels good. There's no consequences. And that's not the God I serve either. He has told us to dwell on things that are pure, holy, and lovely. And frankly, you know, um, 
sleeping around and friends with benefits, that's not pure, holy and lovely. There are consequences to that. If we tell our kids, you know, oh, it's no big deal. Just have sex and, 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 you know, God's a gracious God and there's grace. Don't worry about it. You know, those are adult emotions Mm -hmm. that I think we're acting like our children are adults and we need to let them be kids. We need to remember they're kids. And some things is just, you know, we've got to guard them from those things. I hope that answers it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it because, you know, as much as we can pour into our audience, you know, we're going to do that. So, yes, I'm just letting you do it and just sharing. And I am absorbing it because, you know what, every time I do a podcast, I learn so much. And um, so I'm so captivated by what you're saying. And, you know, it's just it's just beautiful. We just always need to remain teachable. And so another thing I heard from someone the other day is if if you meet someone, um, whether it's in a mommy and me class where, you know, a parenting class, whatever group it is, you want to find people that are where you at, you are at or further along Mm. because iron sharpens iron. And so, you know, you're not going to come to me. So, okay, for existence. For example, and, and I'm just, I am bragging 100%, but I've been clean now 16 years. My kids were 10, 9, and 5 when I got clean. My oldest is pre-med. He's got a kinesiology degree and a public health um, master's, and he's applying to DO and med schools as we speak. He's 26, married with two kids. Uh, my next son um, is a major um, player at his job like not general manager, but very close. They send him to train all over the country. He's 25, married with his son um, and has one boy um, out of wedlock, you know, that he financially supports and is working on um, mending that relationship. And then my baby is 22 and he's a crew chief engineer of the Air Force. And so therefore I would say something we did in our sobriety helped our three boys become financially successful um, people that are not what I would call leeches on society, but fully functioning young adults. They're in their 20s. And a lot of people struggle with their 20-year-olds still living in their basement. And so something we instilled in them has worked. They grasped the work. They all love the Lord, accepted Christ in their high school years, whether or not they're walking in the full obedience of their calling or not. You know, they're still getting it. There's still some bumps and bruises along the way, but they're amazing husbands and amazing dads. And so I feel confident in sharing where we've missed it because we missed it in a lot of places, Teresa. We did a lot of law where we should have shown grace. We did a lot of um, sheltering where I believe we could have allowed a little bit more freedom. Um, But you learn that you learn that. And so I love mentoring my moms because I remember those hard seasons and I'm not envious of anyone having to raise kids in this media driven generation. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And it means you have to be intentional and whether you set an alarm in your calendar once every four or five days to randomly go do a phone check, to do a media check, to look at the search engines, Mm -hmm. 
Because the Bible tells us your sin will find you out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we do have to be good stewards and, and go looking for it, and not just assume blatantly that um, our kids are angels and they're not going to be tempted when everyone in the world is tempted to be disobedient and not obey. And so, but it's when we can find that and we can correct that in love and we can say, I just want what's best for you. Like, we're not going to settle for status quo. We're going to shoot for the stars. And um, I, I have found it to be very beneficial. So I'm not just here with, you know, six kids sitting in jail, eight divorces, you know, kids wards of the state. Like, I've been there. I've been to jail. My kids have been wards of the state. I've lived in the chaos, but God's brought me through that. And so um, I think one of the best things we can do in remaining teachable is be teachable by people who have something we want. You want more in business, you go to a successful businessman. You want more in your marriage, you get around couples that have the love that you desire to have and you work for it. So that was free. (laughs) And that was amazing because I'm here thinking, okay, so your children went through this period of you being addicted to drugs and here they are today. How do you think, and I know you credit it all to God and there are some, but you allowed him to work through you for that to happen. What did some of that work look like? Um, doing my steps. So my husband and I run a celebrate recovery at church. Mm -hmm. And so for us, um, what we love about running celebrate recovery is a lot of times in church in different churches, no fault of anyone, but we've become accustomed to let's go to the altar and get saved. And then, okay, now go sin no more. Mm -hmm. But what does that look like? What does it look like if I've let my kids run the home and I've tried to be their friends and now God's calling me to help steward my parental rights better to take back the authority of my home. What does that look like? Well, I need someone to show me. Um, or if I go to the altar and I'm trying to, you know, become freed from drugs, um, stinking thinking, re, you know, transforming my mind, whatever it is mm-hmm. in celebrate recovery. When you come to a group, you find other people that are further along in the journey. And so for me, my first six years of sobriety, I was a helicopter Christian and a helicopter mom. I was emotionally happy based on my circumstances. So if things were out of whack at home, I was very much out of whack. Mm -hmm. And I attribute that to the fact that I wasn't doing a lot of self-work. I was just surviving. Mm -hmm. I was sober, but maybe what some would call a dry drunk. I wasn't actually working on any of my root issues. I had just taken away my coping mechanism. And then therefore, I didn't really have any lasting fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. I didn't have that self-control to rein it in when there was chaos storming on the outside. So for the past 10 years, we went to New Orleans to plant a church, and um, I found now there's a there's a library app where if you have a library membership you can download audiobooks to your phone for free. Mm-hmm. Okay? Parenting books, mommy books, story books because the word tells us we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. 
I personally pay for Audible each month, 14 bucks a month. And I attribute when you see me with headphones in, I am putting good in and therefore out of the abundance of my heart, that's what you see come out. So I'm being intentional about the podcasts I listen to. I'm being intentional about not being on the news for too long. I'm being intentional about dwelling on things that are pure, holy, and lovely. And that means if I can't watch it with my 10-year-old, maybe I don't need to watch it. You know, sometimes we're just pouring garbage on our minds and our imaginations. And then, you know, when you tell your kid, do as I say, not as I do, that that's hard for a child to understand. And um, so we tried to create that. Uh, my words do match my actions. Um, I'm human. I suck like everybody else. We're all going to make mistakes. I try to have quick repentance. That's one of the things in the recovery steps. Uh, a daily inventory is my favorite step. That's step 20, um, a lesson 20 out of the 12 steps. There's a, so there's 25 lessons. Um, and so we do a lesson every other week and lesson 20 is daily inventory. And what that means, Teresa, is at the end of the day, I'm thinking, where did I miss it? And where did I rock it? Mm. So was I short with my kids? Um, something I picked up along the way, the three minutes when they wake up, the three minutes when they come home from school and the three minutes they go to bed are our job as a mom to create that safe place for potential communication and to wake them up with a good mindset. Do you like to be woke up being yelled at? Why do we think that's how our kids need to wake up? It doesn't matter how frustrated you are at night. You still need to say good night and I love you. Mm -hmm. If you're finding that your kids are coming at you with a lot of bitterness, anger, resentment, hatefulness, what are you letting them watch? What are you letting them listen to? What are you letting them meditate on? Because again, I want to challenge you that they may be seeing rebellious children on just the regular cartoons that you're saying, Disney's safe. It's no big deal. It. Let's be honest. A lot of the things do not um, conform with what our homes looked like 40 years ago when I grew up on Little House on the Prairie. You know, and yeah, I get it. It may be a little bit more boring, but we have foster parented and we did not allow our littles to watch anything over G or PG and they were okay with it. Yes. You know, they adjusted. They will, they will be okay with you giving boundaries and taking back those reins. Yes, children need boundaries, right? Because if they don't have boundaries, they don't feel loved, you know? So that's what I'm Absolutely. And it's really important to keep them safe because oh, this is a horrible story, but I worked in the juvenile justice program, which had a sex offender unit attached to it. And there were children at eight, nine, 10 years old committing sex yes. acts because- they were exposed to, you know, yes. movies and things that are above G and it's yeah. tragic. And then, you know, they end up in a sex offender program at 10, 11, because, you know, they've, you know, so many other things were tried and now they're in the juvenile justice system. And that is just really sad. Well, and when I wrote, when I wrote my book, and this is my challenge to every mom of a young boy out there, even young girls, because um, I struggled with homosexuality and my addiction. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so I tell this story often that 20 years ago, there was a music video on VH1. We all know how, I mean, 20 years ago, VH1 was not hardcore at all. It was the soft music. Mm -hmm. And so there was a song and the Russian music producer specifically said, that he saw a need for underage girl-on-girl porn and he filled it. It was right after Britney Spears came out with the little schoolgirl uniforms. So there was these two, I think 13 and 14 or 14 and 15 year old girls in schoolgirl uniforms kissing in the rain. And I watched that, had never had a lesbian thought my whole life. In fact, had even been like, "That's, that's gross, no way. And as I watched that, something was planted in me. I had had a bad divorce with my husband. Multiple things played into it. I had already started using methamphetamine. I had already started sleeping around. And so all of a sudden, I started saying, well, this pornography is not bad. I'm going to watch lesbian pornography, which... So MTV music video, that, that wouldn't have even been on the radar if you would have parental things on your TV. So my question to you is, if your kid types in and he's looking for um, a show to watch, we were looking for Los Miseros. My husband and I love that show. We are going to watch it. I type in L-E-S on Netflix and up pops 12 different pictures of girl on girl potential scenes. Mm. Um, I didn't see full nudity, but a lot of skin, very provocative looks. Are you, are you really thinking your little boy is not going to click on one of those because you're fooling yourself. Absolutely. And nowadays what's going on in our schools with um, everything being fluid and the curiosity of bisexuality, you're kidding yourself if you think your young girl isn't having those thoughts put in her mind as well. And so if you don't have parental controls, you're, you're leaving the closet that used to be locked with playboys in it completely open to your child. And then, like you said, um, which was the reason I wrote my book. I wondered that I had come in contact with a sex offender case where a dad had molested his child. And my question that I I know God asked me is, are we as parents creating perpetrators because we're lazy or uneducated? And if it's uneducated, who will carry this gauntlet and speak out? And that's where I come in. I've been sexually deviant. God has freed me. I have 16 years of not acting out. I have parental controls on my devices and I have my spiritual mother and other people linked. God forbid I ever just, you know, would try to be triggered and and go back into porn, but I pay for services on my devices and I've got 16 years free. I have 16 years remarried to my husband. If you ask anyone, we probably have one of the healthiest, happiest blended home marriages of anyone I know, but we are intentional to water that grass. We do marriage Bible studies together. We went to all the parenting seminars that were offered. We want to remain teachable until the day we meet Jesus, because there is new revelation that's coming out continually. And so, um, you know, I just think that more parents need to be aware that the temptations for their children 
are a hundred times worse than what we went through. And if we love our kids, we have to make sure that we're not just like you said, little eight, nine and 10 year olds producing potential. Um, it, and it's not their fault. That's what's horrible. We were supposed to guard them. We were supposed to protect them. And Satan twisted what God intended to be fruitful and multiply, what God intended to be a copy of Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, marriage, a representation of that family, a beautiful thing. And the enemy has given a counterfeit pleasure because sex is pleasurable. So then you have sex you masturbate and all of a sudden you want to and you know have I don't know how many young men are struggling with porn that think that choking a girl or hitting a girl is a proper first date activity you would be surprised how many high schoolers think that they should just be able to expect these things they see in porn because it's normalized we've got to do better I totally agree because, you know, they are, we're responsible for our children, not just our children, yes. but the children of today. And it's really important to come together to do things that will empower them instead of leading them down, you know, these horrible paths where, like you said, there's no, there are no boundaries. There's no, and what I want parents to understand, not having boundaries is not love. I had to really en emphasize that to a parent one day because- yes. And again, parents don't know what they don't know. We're not here judging. We're just here sharing information. Um, Absolutely. Because this one parent, you know, she was like, you know, like the boy, he had a bowl of like just whatever he wanted, he would have. So a bowl of Skittles on his bed, but his teeth are all rotting, yes. you know, because he wanted them. He wants McDonald's. I'm like, you don't going to McDonald's that like he won't get into the car and drive because he can't. So feed him some food, do things like stop letting him be in control. He doesn't exactly. want to go to the washroom. So let's put a diaper on him. It's like, no, please. That is this, you know, and that's an extreme case, but we yes. see all, you know, there's a spectrum of um, permissive parenting. Yes. And, and I do, I deal a lot with it because my moms feel guilty because mm -hmm. of the drug use. So running the celebrate, and I have to tell them, you know, we can't just give them everything they want. Of course, they're going to try to take advantage of that, but boundaries are healthy. And um, so I can't tell you how many kids, yes, silver teeth, they get juice, they're on a sippy cup, they're on this, they're on that. And, and that that's to our detriment, you know, as, as a, and I take my teeth out constantly because I have partials. They do not hurt at all, but I take them out and show them to little kids and they are mortified all the time and talk about, you need your vegetables and you need to brush your teeth. And they're like, miss Nikki, like they are just appalled, but I want that visual to yes. stick with them, to understand they need nutrients and they need to get the sugar bugs off. Because the last thing you want to do is not instill that kind of fear in your children. I, I know so many adults, it, and yes, lots of it's drug related or violence, fight related, hitting a little bit of it might be genetics, but most of it is poor hygiene, Yes, poor eating habits and poor hygiene. And, and we can fix that. We can turn that around with education. We certainly can. You know, I watched a commercial the other day where they talked about, you know, the teeth of 
our ancestors that are still healthy mm. and whole today, but they didn't have toothbrushes. They did some kind of oral hygiene, but they didn't have. So, but you know what I'm saying? But it's the food that they ate and the environment that they lived in. You can't eat 100% to have your teeth remain whole. You can't eat, you know, to nourish your body. So it comes from, you know, it has to start again because the brushing of the teeth is really the last line of defense. Yes. You know, so it's really important that children learn the correlation, the relationship between food and hygiene and all those things. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This has been amazing. (laughs) Can we do this again? Yes, I would love to. Believe it or not, I'm, um, I'm in process. So my book is rated adult. I have it rated for 18 and older mm-hmm. on Amazon. I would encourage any moms to read it. It just shares intimate details of where I failed, mm-hmm. but where God's let it be redeemed. Mm-hmm. It shares my testimony of drug addiction and the different seeds that were planted. And then um, lots of parenting tips and advice. And so you can find that on Amazon, 50 Shades of Truth. Uh, I have the 50 shades of truth.com website. Any mom can reach out to me, friend me on Facebook. I love discipleship mentorship. I'm going to try to pray and give you the best wisdom that I believe father God and Jesus would have me to share with someone. But, um, I'm in the process of working on a book for high schoolers and middle schoolers. Um, God has challenged me to do it. Um, It's going to start over the next six months with me surveying middle schoolers and high schoolers about the labels that have been put on them, that they've put on others, or that they have heard put on others. And I want to have a thousand, um, and I'm going to have middle school, high school, college, and then over adult. And um, a friend of mine who really does statistics, she was like, you need to do this um, not, I was originally wanting to interview people and she said, Nikki, you will be able to manipulate them with your point of view. You need to have it paper. So it's authentic. So your work is, is actually, um, just can be provable. And, and that's my goal to prove, to show what our kids are going through and for parents to not be so naive. And then I want to set up a place on my website where parents can sign up to get the email and get all the results. Because they need to know what our kids are up against, what our kids are facing, and and how can we help them. And so I just want to have that authentic conversation um, because we've got to come at our children from a place of love and concern, but help guide them and, and, and display truth for them so they can pick it up and grab hold of it and go where it is they need to go with it. Instead of just saying, oh, I'll figure it out, you'll get it, because that's lunacy. That's lunacy, letting, you know, five-year-olds make decisions, middle schoolers make decisions, grade schoolers make decisions. You can't drive till you're 16, you can't smoke or drink till 18 or 21. We've known when decision-making needed to take place for all of America, why would we now say middle schoolers can make life-altering decisions? It doesn't make sense to me. And parents are just asleep at the wheel. It's true. And, you know, you're talking about children as young as five. And I have seen it. 
You know, I've seen two-year-olds, it's like, oh, we want them to be independent. We want them to, that is too much pressure on a child. The child's brains are not developed to be able to handle those type of responsibilities. I understand giving children choice, but yes. sometimes we go too far because we want to make them happy and that does not make them happy. It's just a temporary fix for a problem yes. that's going to be a long-term. A two-year-old is never going to choose water or milk. And so they're going to be constipated and have rotten teeth. And then they're going to be miserable and they're going to be upset. Yes. And so there are just fundamentals that we as parents, we got to do our job. Yes. We have to parent them. Good. Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of parents doing the job. And it's on, and I think, too, yes, there are some of us who we find it difficult to do some of these things. Um, other of us are doing a great job. And there are some of us who just don't know what to do. Yeah. And for any of those categories, the answers are out there. Yes. Like, please reach out. I, I can tell by your heart, Teresa, that I am sure you take emails and calls and work yes. with people. It sounds like you do on a regular basis. I do as well. There are good people with good hearts and good intentions that really want to see you succeed and your children succeed because they are the future. Seriously, my 22 year old is like, yeah, I'm not even interested in looking for a wife because there are no good women out there. And I'm like, babe, that's no, there are, there are, I, I know God has the exact right. And he was like, well, I don't want to bring a daughter into this world. And, and that's not the solution either. We need to take back our nation, our world with, you know, Someone said, I heard it said how the millennials are the smartest, mm -hmm. smartest, and they have the most information ever, yeah. but they just, they, they just need a little bit of guidance and a willing heart to be teachable by those of us who have gone before yes. and fallen in a couple of the potholes and let us share that with them and then grow from that together. Cause I'm not saying there's not something I can't learn from a 20 year old because oh, yeah. I can 100%. I know I can. Um, and so we just have to get to that place where we're all remaining teachable, yes. where we have civil conversations with each other, where we don't have to make sure that our voice is heard. And I mean, it comes back to kindness. Yes. Just where, where is that kindness that this country was founded on yes. and love and compassion and empathy. So yeah. Sounds like you're doing a stellar job, though, Teresa. I'm excited. Oh, thank you, my sister. <laughs> yes, amen. And I will come back anytime you want me. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned your website. What is it? Uh, 50 Shades of Truth. And so it's the number 50shadesoftruth.com. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I have a nonprofit. And that is called Prisoner, the number two, mm -hmm. Preacher, dot org oh. and we have contact information videos testimonies uh, my books for sale on both the websites we can come speak we do um, marriage conferences parenting conferences i've done tons of women's conferences we just love to share what god's done we just want to spread hope too many people are boggled down in fear and just you know the lies that it's too late but my husband walked into a prison cell at age 40 and here we are 20 years later and, and God is redeeming everything. Amen. Cause only he can. Wonderful. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yes, I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Nicole, for being here. And like you said, Absolutely. You again, God bless you. And people reach out. Nicole gave you all the ways to get in touch with her. Please tap into this beautiful woman. Yes. Thank you. I would love that. Can't wait to hear from people. Yes, yes.